Hello, and welcome to Between the Lines. I'm Shaunan Bessie, and I'm here with Esther Hatch and Tracy Hunter Abramson and Sarah M. Eden. And today we are going to discuss the value of some usually unsung heroes, secondary characters. <laughs> so secondary characters, they rarely have their own point of view, and they're usually interacting with characters in such a way that we really wouldn't have the same love for the books and movies that we love without them. So I'm just going to jump right in and ask you each, who are some of the secondary characters that you love the most in movies and books that most of our listeners would be familiar with? Okay, this one, you could ask my kids and they'd be able to answer this very quickly. I love uh, Pascal and Maximus from Tangled. That's the chameleon and the horse. And Sven from Frozen, that's the reindeer. I apparently like animals. <laughs> but I also love Batman from the Lego movie. To the point that on my birthday, my children are charged with singing Batman's song, Darkness, No Parents to me on my birthday. Like I have a <laughs> deep abiding love. So I thought what it is about these characters that I love so much. And I think it's that they're all quirky. They all offer an interesting perspective and commentary, very much the comic relief. I feel like they add that extra element of unusual humor. And I am, I've always been a fan of unusual humor. <laughs> so oh. that's what I look for. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And we are going to talk a little bit about what these characters add. Obviously, quirky humor is right up at the top. For <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you, Sarah. I think when I think of secondary characters that have taken on um, just, they, they've just taken over people's thoughts and, and people just love them. So many of them come from the Disney movies. For me in Frozen, it's Olaf. And um, I know that Sarah and Tracy and I, I don't know, Esther, have you ever seen the, um, the theater production of Frozen? I haven't, no. Uh, we were able to see it when we visited London recently. And Olaf is, is done as, um, it's a puppetry type thing. But even then, he is such a huge character. He's such a big part of this that you're just watching this puppet instead of all the live actors that are that are on stage. Um, other Disney movies, Chip in Beauty and the Beast, The Mice in Cinderella, and then some of the other movies, um, 3CPO and R2-D2 in Star Wars, um, Hagrid in Harry Potter. There are just so many. Yeah. I, I think for me, I, I kind of go back in time a little bit. Like I watch a lot of classics and one of, I don't know how many of you guys have watched the old Murder, She Wrote shows, sure. but <laughs> oh, the yeah. ones I love are like Dr. Seth Hazlitt and, and what is it? Sheriff Amos Tupper is like, they're just, goofy or they're predictable and like you feel like they're real people and I think that's probably one of the most important things for secondary characters is yes they not only you know I, I don't know they just kind of come to life on the screen yeah yeah and it's funny as you guys are talking about some of your favorites I can remember like lines from the like oh I remember yes. you know yes. spouting off lines from the mice and Cinderella as a kid like yeah they just were memorable characters that you fell in love with and 
the first one I thought of is Inigo Montoya and like what other character has another line that people repeat yes, that more than anything knows. like, hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. So, um, yes, <laughs> like, everyone, right. everyone knows him and the movie and the book would just not be the same without Inigo Montoya. Like he's such a vibrant, fun and intense character. Another one that I thought of was Samwise Gamgee from The Lord of the Rings. And like, I am like maybe weird in that I actually like the movies better than the books of those. But um, in the movie, I just remember like, like crying about how good of a friend he was. And like, I think they can bring out these like amazing emotions, these side characters. Mm-hmm. One of my most favorite and intriguing side characters was written by Elizabeth Gaskell and Wives and Daughters. She's probably not quite as well known, but Cynthia in that book, uh, she's, I just remember reading her and I don't often think like, wow, how did the author do that? But I did with her because her character cannot love people. She doesn't really understand it, but everyone loves her. And I loved her. And I'm like, how, how do you make a character that complex? I, I don't know. It's, it's fantastic. Oh, I love, I love those. I, I love Esther, the fact that you, in this whole group, you are the deep thinker. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just talking about, like, oh, I enjoy Legos, man. <laughs> 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 it's just like, I like digging deep into the psychology. Of yeah. <laughs> we're, just, we're just singing the mice song. <laughs> I'm doing that too. I'm doing that too. Oh, <laughs> She's so, the brains of this operation. This obviously. Is not true. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. So, okay, so let's the rest of us try and get on board with Esther here. <laughs> how do how do these secondary characters, how do they move the plot along, even though they may not have a principal role or even a part in the story? They may not even have much of a voice. So since I primarily write suspense, um, the secondary characters often provide like that source of information that you wouldn't see otherwise. It's like I'm, you're creating pieces of the puzzle. And without yeah. them, you, you just can't create the whole, you know, the entire story. It just, it, it just wouldn't be seen without them present. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think each extra character in a book, to an extent, obviously, if you do too many, it doesn't quite work, but they just add another dimension to the book. Um, a lot of times they've shaped the main character. Like if you look at like parents are often like an off used side character. And so often that dynamic of how they were raised and what problems they had in their childhood shape who the characters are now. But a lot of times, like I look at Anigo Matoya, you know, he just added more flavor. I mean, like just, it wasn't necessarily like he's building up or taking down the main characters, but like just an intense person that is one more person to love as you read the book or watch Mm -hmm. the movie. Mm -hmm. Right. I think one really great thing that secondary characters can do is they provide opportunities for, I know anyone who writes has heard this phrase, but show don't tell uh, because they reveal things that, um, that readers need to know or need to see without the writer just saying, I think of um, Pride and Prejudice. Um, Jane Austen could have just somehow come forward and said, hey, you guys are misjudging uh, Mr. Darcy because the only perspective you're getting is Elizabeth's and she's misjudging him. She could have kind of done that and just told us, but instead 
she brings in Mr. Bingley, secondary character who we all love because he falls in love with Jane. He, we know he has good taste in people. He it was a good person. And he is best friends with this man that we're all convinced is a horrible person. So we know in the back of our minds, there has to be something we're missing. It keeps that door open. It allows um, the writer to show us there's something we're missing without telling us what it is. And that helps further the plot because we keep wanting to know what we're missing. Oh, that's, yeah, that's perfect. I love that. And I totally agree. I think that these secondary characters, they add depth to the main characters as we see how they interact with the secondary characters. You know, are they kind to children? Are they kind to the servants? Are they able to laugh at themselves if someone makes fun of them? All of those kinds of things develop our main characters um, in that show, not tell kind of way. Okay, so I think I'm right in saying that all of us have written books with secondary characters who then went on to be main characters in later books. So tell me how that happened. Had you always planned on moving the secondary character over and giving them their own story, their own book? Or did the character say, "Um, excuse me, it's my turn when you were writing it? Yeah, I I mean, I I have a pretty distinct one. My first book came out, The Roses of Feldstone. It's standalone. I started writing my second book, which is now a proper um, scandal. It was originally called um, The Reluctant Seductress, but we won't talk about that. But (laughs) (laughs) podcast for another time. So I was writing my second book. I had no intentions of writing a series. I just, I, I hadn't done it yet. I didn't know how to do it. And um, suddenly there was this character who named Lord Bryant, who had so much of a story to tell that because of that one character, it's not just that I wrote his book, I also wrote a second book, because I was like, well, I can't just write two books in a series. (laughs) So (laughs) he kind of determined like, oh, this one standalone book has now become a series and it's been awesome. So yeah. Mm. Love that. My very, very first one that I wrote had a secondary character (laughs) who I knew. Um, It was uh, The Kiss of a Stranger. Um, We have Philip, Lord Lampton. He shows up on the page and I knew the minute he arrived that he was the main character in his own story and he knew it. Like he showed up and looked at me like, I will be a secondary character for now, but just know I'm the main character. (laughs) So I knew he had to have a story because it was so obvious that he did and from then on because again that was my first as I developed um, secondary characters I would put enough time into them to recognize that they were the main character in their own life and in their own story Mm -hmm. whether or not I wrote it I knew that had to be true or else they came out for me in my process they came out too flat so that's where it started with me a secondary character who showed up and looked me in the eye and said you realize I'm a main character right (laughs) and I had to run with it (laughs) Oh, that's so great. And that's why I asked the question the way I did, because I know that most of us have experienced that where the characters are basically dictating what's happening, not the author. Um, And I think that uh, mine is a little different than that. When I wrote The Noble Smuggler, like Esther, I assumed it was going to be a standalone book. And it was actually some of my readers, Merrily Merrill in particular, I think was the first one to write to me and say, 
you have to write Alexander's story. And Alexander was the best friend of the main character in Noble Smuggler, Jonas's best friend. And as I went back and looked at that book, I thought, you know, she's right. This uh, Alexander needs his own story. And so it became um, an uncommon Earl and, and the Georgian Gentleman series began because of that. And like Sarah, I looked at some of the secondary characters differently after that as to which one of these needs their story next. Right. So, and for me, I, mine was kind of different because so my first books were a trilogy and Amy Whitmore was the younger sister of one of the main characters in that trilogy. And I sat down to write a new book and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? And all of a sudden she pops up as an adult. It, she was like, I think she may have still been a teenager at the time during the trilogy. And that became, um, she was one of the, she was basically a love interest for um, the first character I did a Saint Squad book on. So that I'm now working on the 14th book in that series. So it was just like, but as I was writing Freefall, which was her book, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, these characters all have a story. Like the minute yeah. I started writing that book, I'm like, they all, I, I know how this book, this whole series is going to work. They're all going to have their own stories. So, but like I said, when I first started, I had no idea when I was writing the books that she was going to going to do this to me or that her father would be demanding to be in almost all my books. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hi, I'd like to introduce myself. <laughs> We're going to hang out a lot. So humble too. It's really quite, quite comical. <laughs> oh, so funny. Okay. So. I know a lot, we get this question a lot, and I know it's an awful question, which is your favorite book? And so I'm not going to ask you that, but the <laughs> next question is close. So of all of the secondary characters you've written, which one is your favorite? And this can be someone who later received their own story or who still hasn't, who's, you know, where it's pending. So I have to say probably Jim Whitmore is one of my favorites, but more than anything, and I've had readers tell me the same thing. I just wish he was real so we could run for president. Oh yeah. Like, it would be so yeah. cool. But I just, I'm working on, one of the things I'm working on is his, um, is his story going back in time. So I'm excited for that one. I know right. about this and I'm excited too. <laughs> um, I think if I had to pick from my books, for a person who has received his story, it would be Alexander, the first one that I just mentioned from Noble, Noble Smuggler. It was really, I loved exploring his story. Uh, for someone who hasn't yet received a story, um, probably Aunt Millward, who um, has featured in a couple of the Georgian Gentleman books and actually features fairly strongly in the one that comes out in April. So. Yeah, it's so fun to hear all these side characters. Um, I probably still have to go with Lord Bryant just because of what he did for that whole, um, the whole series and um, how excited everyone was for him and I was to tell his story. So I have to say Lord Bryant, uh, someone um, who I haven't written, um, I was thinking about this a little bit more today and in The Roses of Fellstone, there's a chimney sweet boy that I've always wanted to tell a story. I actually have his story in my head, but it doesn't it's sadly, I made a mistake in my book because I knew whose daughter I wanted him to marry, but they only had sons. <laughs> so I'm like, I guess this story cannot be told mm, okay. now. Because like I had the whole story and then I'm like, oh, why did I put a, pro a epilogue that far in the future? We're going to have to figure that out. So anyway. Match yeah. make for Oliver somewhere I else. Know. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> 
Um, this is this is a hard question, Sean. I <laughs> know. Like we, it, it is almost as bad as which is your favorite book. I know. Right. Or favorite child. Yeah. I, I could answer that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, if amongst my favorite secondary yes, characters, I would totally say allowed. is probably Lucas and Mater or Julia, as she's known in her own story, Jean Quill from the Jean Quill Brothers series. It's the parents of this mm -hmm. family of boys. Mm -hmm. um, and I love them in there because they offer so much like insight and advice, but they aren't intrusive. Well, Lucas isn't because he's dead, but <laughs> <there's>, <laughs> they're there to offer direction without being overpowering. So they don't take over the stories, but they're such a crucial part to how these boys navigate. I say boys, they're men, how they navigate their, their lives and getting to know their parents helps you get to know them better because it's, you know, how they were raised mm -hmm. in the environment they're raised in. So I think those two, I have since gone back and written the story of how, you know, their marriage began and, and um, their group of friends and stuff. But they were great secondary characters throughout that whole series. And I have to say, Sarah, that all the people who read your John Quill series love Mater. You created a perfect <laughs> secondary character in her. They yeah. all, everybody <laughs> wants Mater to be their mother. Let's face it. And if she's yeah. not their mother, then at least they want to go to tea with her. Exactly. So, could she be an honorary mom? Because I could use yes, that too. <laughs> yes. So is there a type of secondary character that you haven't written yet that you'd really like to try? Either a role you'd like one to fill or maybe a new demographic group or just something, something completely different? I, I'll I'll say that I don't think I have ever written a teenage secondary character. I'm not sure if I'm brave enough to do a teenage <laughs> secondary character, but I would. I do think that soon I will do another child secondary character because I had so much fun with Asher in Uncommon Earl that I think I'd like to try another child of a different age. Probably the problem with teenagers is we want people to like. Our <laughs> so, no. I have teenagers and they're wonderful. I like mine. <laughs> you gotta go for the punchline. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just try to be funny, guys. Just try to be funny. Right, quirky um, secondary characters. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. That's who I am. Um, so I'm thinking something that I've really never done, and because it's kind of out of my genre almost, is like a true villain take over the world destroy the world type character. And maybe, I don't I, I do have a fantasy novel that I've written a long time ago and I know it needs a better version of that. And so maybe that's why that first came to my mm -hmm. head, but um, it's it's not necessarily something I would write in the types of books I'm writing now, but I, I would <laughs> like to figure that out. I'd like to figure out how to write um, like a, a world dominating villain. Yeah. <laughs> that would be perfect. I'd say I was trying to think of what I haven't written and readers should tell me if there's something I haven't done yet. I don't think I've ever done a cat. So there you go. I don't I think you've done a gerbil either. A, a cat should be in the future. I haven't Cats done one. You do whatever they want. So. <laughs> Speaking of a secondary character who knows they're the main character. That's it. The cat. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Love it. Um, I, I have no idea what kind of story this would fit in or how I would pull it off, but I would love to write a secondary character who is legitimately the main character's imaginary friend, like not even oh, a real yeah. person. 
Oh. But as a legit secondary character, I think that would be so fun. Yeah. Oh. So there you go. That's something if I anyone, love to If anyone off. can pull it off, it's you, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. <clears throat> How about you, listeners? Um, do you have a favorite secondary character from a movie or a book? We'd love to hear who they are and why you love them. Drop us a line on our Facebook or Instagram pages and join us again for our next episode of Between the Lines. Thank you.